Hello, this is Conscious Medicine, our podcast, our chief aim uh, with our podcast is to empower our community and our patients, as well as their family to take inspired action uh, towards their health care goals and to kind of align our bodies and our minds to achieve optimal success with our health. So to that end, I'm Dr. Melita Tate. I'll be your host today, and we are welcoming Stacia Alsebrook. Uh, she is a licensed professional counselor uh, with certif- certification in integrative mental health. Stacia, welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Very excited. Love having you. And we are, uh, Stacia, also you had been a mental health columnist for the Owasso Reporter in Tulsa World as well. And I wanted to bring that out today for many years. And so we're just so lucky and honored to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so... The reason we're doing this podcast is because I want to get out to as many people as we can, not just our patients, like I said, but their families, their the community about um, therapy, how it can be helpful for us. And there's all kinds of new things coming out in the therapy world. So how, what kind of therapy do you do and how can you help my patients? My style of counseling is a combination actually of a few things. Mm-hmm. I am very much an advocate and strongly a cognitive behavioral therapist. So every time I meet with clients for the very first time, I tell them that because I believe that our thoughts are very powerful. Our mind is very powerful. And so my goal is to help individuals have more positive thoughts, which actually creates feelings that are more empowered and then creates more positive functioning in their lives. Um, I'm also a therapist that works from strategies of mindfulness. So helping clients be more in the present moment, because you find that many individuals who are significantly struggling are looking too much in their rearview mirror in the past, which can create symptoms of depression or looking too far forward into the future, which can create anxiety. So really helping my clients learn about mindfulness, being in the present moment, using grounding techniques and those kinds of strategies as well. And then the recent certification that I got is being certified integrative mental health practitioner, which I have believed strongly for years, health is holistic. It is a combination of spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional with individuals. So yeah. yes. Absolutely. And that goes right into what we've been, you know, talking about on our podcast, which is that if we can, you know, the placebo, we know the placebo effect is real. We have to account for it in every research project I do. And part of that is because we are already believing that something is going to make a difference for us and it skews our data. So we know it's there. And if we can align our minds in a way and use as many things as we can to get our body ready for a positive outcome then anything that we do as a physician or other practitioner is going to have that much more chance of being successful. So we're kind of leveraging towards that placebo effect by getting our minds in a good place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which there's been a lot of research that has come out about that, even looking at cancer treatment, the research that has come out with individuals as far as recovery and the mindset that they have in that positive thinking, seeing themselves already as empowered and an overcomer, and let's get this, let's let's tackle this. Um, you know, even as far as looking at, you know, not dealing with a health issue, but just day-to-day living, 
you know, already today I had a session with a client talking about the power of thinking and we don't realize how much that influences everything, especially our health. But waking up in the morning, what is the first thing you think of when you open your eyes in the morning? If you think, oh my gosh, another day, I don't know if I can make it through this day, that already sets the stage chemically, emotionally, everything for that day compared to opening your eyes before your feet even hit the floor and saying, I'm ready to embrace this day and see what it has in store for me. It's right. just, it shows you that power of that thinking. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we see, so how can we, this is one of the things that I've tried to help with my patients to do. They need a little help sometimes finding a therapist who can give them tools. So not just talking about all their problems, but you know, trying to find someone who can give them tools to, to be mindful, because that's something that needs to be taught. And we're just not, you know, we're not educated how to do that in medical school, but there's been so much research about being in the present moment, because it's the only place that you can change. And, you know, so trying to find a therapist that will help us do that. And what are some tools you can give us that we can start to use? really important when individuals are looking for a therapist to ask questions. It's okay to ask those questions. Sometimes a therapist will have that in the synopsis of their therapy online, but if they don't, go ahead and ask because all therapists work from different theory bases. Mm -hmm. So you have therapists where they're more like person-centered or existentialist. And those therapists, they work from a theory of they believe more the client's gonna figure it out on their own. It's more letting that client talk through their struggles, situations. Whereas if you're wanting a therapist that is going to be very direct and give tools and give resources, go ahead and ask that therapist if they do that. You know, are you going to show me how to use those techniques of mindfulness? Do you give handouts? Do you give resources? Do you give homework and tools for me to practice? So that is absolutely what I would recommend. One of the things I've loved about uh, some of the therapy sessions that I've had are whenever we do have that kind of homework where, you know, my therapist will say, hey, let's uh, next time this happens, why don't you try saying this and then come back and tell me what happens when you do that. And that, it's such a challenge and it stretches you outside of your norm but you learn so much about both yourself and all the concerns you have about saying that thing that maybe you would never normally say or ask. And then you learn so much about the other person because you step kind of outside yourself and, and it's, it's great. So like, I want my patients to find therapists who will give them some of these kind of life coaching type challenging things that they can try so that they can stretch and grow. So. Exactly. And I, you know, many years ago, I had had a person tell me, you're lucky I'm giving therapy another try and a therapist another try, and I will never forget this. There's just people that stick with you or things you hear. And, and you know, this person had said, I went to this therapist and I talked for 20 minutes and they just stared at me and I took a break and they didn't say anything. So I continued to talk and I took a break and they didn't say anything. And the client said, Five minutes before that session was over and the therapist not saying anything, I finally looked at the therapist and said, what should I do? And the therapist looked at me and said, 
what do you think you should do? <laughs> and, you know, I, I just, I'll never forget that because the style of therapy I do, the way I look at it is it takes a lot of courage, I think, to go in and meet with a therapist, a complete stranger, somebody you don't know from Adam mm -hmm. that you're supposed to talk about your struggles with. And the way I've always viewed it is those individuals are there because they are seeking answers. Mm -hmm. They have gone through patterns of behavior or dynamics of interaction. They've tried numerous things. They are there to get another objective standpoint and to get information that goes against what they're familiar with. More than likely, I think a lot of people can't figure that out on their own. Mm -hmm. We all need each other. We all need people to talk to to look at that big picture, parts we haven't looked at and say, have you thought about trying this? Even though it feels uncomfortable, I want you to try this. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's helpful. So can you tell me some of the things that my patient, is there anybody who shouldn't come to therapy maybe? Someone who like, it's not a good idea for? Absolutely not. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I have gone to therapy and I'm a therapist. Um, I believe that it is good for everybody. Um, I've had numerous people who will say, I'm not even really sure why I scheduled this. I'm not in severe crisis. And I'm like, you don't have to necessarily be in severe crisis. It is good to have an objective person for every single one of us, like I said, that we can process through things with, that can give us that input and that advice. I think, you know, if you look at it, thankfully, I believe the stigma in seeking counseling has really changed. Um, I tell a lot of my young people who feel forced by their parents that it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It is probably all your favorite rock singers and Hollywood stars have a therapist. And I think now people are recognizing it's like spa for the mind. Yes. to have that person you can connect with and talk through life with. Yeah. We go through stages and ages. You think about stages and ages. We're not given a manual at the beginning of life. And we have all of these different things that we go through for the first time. And it can be really hard to navigate those things and work through them on our own. I think everybody can benefit. Me too. I do too. And I like that you said that because there's so many of my patients who, who do think that they're handling or managing things on their own and they, you know, they just don't realize the potential that they could have to grow. And so I think it's good, not just for patients who aren't in severe crisis, but then also for patients who are wanting to just, you know, experience some internal growth or who don't want to stagnate or who are just, you know, just for maintenance or just general wellness. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Yes. So what are some of the things that you've had the best success with, with your therapy? I mean, I know it can be used for so many things. Are there certain conditions that really my patients would, you'd see the most dramatic improvement or? You've got the things such as, well, everything, but it's not just about, um, you know, diagnostic, clinical anxiety, depression, bipolar. It's also about individuals just struggling. And I have found specifically over the last two and a half, 
years, three years that we've been dealing with COVID, that individuals are really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. They really are. And what I have found is normalizing their struggles is really helping people. So that is something that really stands out to me is I've had such an increase in clients who are coming into counseling because they're wondering, am I okay? Am I the only one dealing with this? Am I the only one struggling? Am I the only one experiencing anxiety and things I used to enjoy? And to just normalize that for them and tell them you are not alone, that's helping so many people. Right. And we've, we've seen the same thing here. We've had a lot of increase in the number of patients coming in who are, you know, seeking something for their mental health, whether it be medication. A lot of our patients come to us wanting to stay off of medication. And so we try to help with supplements, you know, and we've referred to several therapists in the area. Uh, And so just getting them to understand that there, there there's so many people that are having a lot of the same questions. And I think a lot of people are experiencing loneliness too. And, you know, working on finding community for those patients has been one of the things that we've really, we've really struggled with too. Yes. Yeah. So I know that you work on giving a lot of um, support to patients who are going through, you know, anxiety, depression, like you said, what, what about problem solving skills? Are those something that you can help with when patients are kind of feeling stuck? Yes, absolutely. And again, it's having someone who can help you look at the big picture and reverse patterns or things that you're familiar with. You know, one thing that really stands out is that you find even your family of origin, things that you have experienced, things from your past, and you have a certain way of doing things. And you may think that is the right way to do it, or this is the right way to go about it. One of those examples people afraid to ask for help. You know, I can do this. I can do this on my own. Maybe they were raised in a family where, you know, whatever the reason may be, you don't ask for help. That's a sign of weakness. It's helping individuals recognize, hang on, let's explore this from a different angle. Let's try some different problem solving skills and, and, and really look at this differently. So I do find most of, if not all my job is helping individuals with those problem solving skills and looking at new avenues or routes or treatment, you know, modalities or whatever that they haven't tried before, which then changes, has a ripple effect in the problem solving skills going forward, whether we're talking individual, relational, family, job, whatever. Right. And, you know, we're all kind of uh, armchair therapists ourselves to our friends and (laughs) sadly. And so we, uh, we get to try some of those great ideas. And I've heard, I've heard one, uh, one therapist strategy was to tell people to do, you know, to take a route they'd never taken before to, to choose completely differently. And that, that I've heard that repeated from other patients and say, you know, as they've told their friends to try that too. So it really does have a ripple effect for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and, you, you know, if you want a different outcome, you've got to do something different to get the new uh-huh. outcome, not do the same thing to get the, the different outcome. So, yes, 
And, we, and adding a little bit of an extension to that is finding a lot of individuals, they're waiting for other people to change or the circumstances or situations to change, hoping for that for the different outcome. Whereas I see my job in helping people understand you can change. Mm -hmm. If you change, it creates that ripple effect in and your circumstances. All this, yes. And all yes. around you will change. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So what are some of the new techniques then with your new certification uh, with the integrative mental health that you have been able, to, I'm sure you were probably utilizing them before, but what are some of the newer things that they're espousing with the integrative approach? I was using some of it before, and this really built upon it. Um, looking at holistic health, you know, I work with individuals of all religions, everything, you name it. And I have even told some of my clients who are atheist or agnostic that there is a part of you that is spiritual. It's finding what that is and what that means to you. So spiritual could be those things such as meditation, centering yourself in the morning, waking up early, taking that break, um, you know, the mental part, challenging your negative thinking, arguing against it. Um, my resident uses this too, uh, putting your thoughts on trial, prosecuting those thoughts, finding <laughs> evidence against them, um, slowing down, taking a break for your thinking, trying, people have said, I can't meditate or I can't control my thinking. It is training yourself to do that. And there are ways to do that. Listening to guided meditation, um, getting those thoughts out on paper so they're not stuck up in here. So there's things you can do for the mental part. Physical, that is exercise. That is nutrition. That is also seeing a doctor. If you need medication management as a resource, as a tool. Yes. Then you have the emotional part. The emotional part is what are you doing outside of all the roles you fulfill that fulfill you, that fill your bucket? That is important in our lives. So helping those clients get back to things maybe that they haven't done in years, whether that's a dance class, pottery, painting, making jewelry, gardening, woodworking, music, whatever that is. So these strategies, when I explore this, you know, with clients, that training really built upon that to where I can now talk to clients about how those things actually do affect your internal system. Everything from your brain gut being connected through your vagus nerve, your thoughts absolutely releasing chemicals that affect you emotionally. So you've got your parasympathetic nervous system, which is that part of your brain that deals with peace, relaxation, restoration, digestion, we're finding a lot of people, especially in the last two and a half to three years, they're operating out of the sympathetic nervous system. That is stress part of your brain. Fight, flight, freeze, always being on guard. And helping individuals understand when you're acting from that part of your brain, there is that release of cortisol. There's that release of adrenaline, all of these hormones. Then what does that do to your digestion? What does that do to your nutrition? What does that do to your sleep? Um, what kinds of things are you putting into your body? What chemicals can actually affect serotonin, endorphins, your feel-good chemicals? Yeah. Um, helping individuals understand, even if they think the practice of yoga 
and Tai Chi is weird or does that really work? Research has shown it does. It's not just going through movements. It's actually calming your body and that breathing, the deep breathing gets you into that parasympathetic nervous system, activates the peace part of your brain and increasing those feel-good chemicals. So this training really added more to where I can help my clients understand even more in depth how all of this is very much interconnected. Absolutely. And I really think that if we had therapists and physicians and yoga instructors and physical therapists, if we had the whole of us kind of come together and start speaking sort of the same language, it would be so much less confusing for our patients. And we'd take a great leap forward in our health. 100%. I agree with that 100%. Um, you know, also us coming together and like you said, educating clients and patients as well, that it's, it's kind of a community when you're looking at holistic health. Everything from your therapist to your physicians, to your nutritionist, to your yoga teacher, your Tai Chi teacher, your friends, your family, it's all very much connected. And I think the more I have found that I've been doing this for years, really educating my clients, how many people will say, I just need to get on the right medication and my life will change. And I've always told these clients, but wait, it's not just the right medication because medication helps your chemicals and hormones be where they need to be so that you can use the tools that are being presented to you in therapy or that you're trying to implement. Medicine doesn't change your thoughts. Med it, it'd be so nice, right? If we had a pill that we could take and we wake up the next morning and all of a sudden we have positive thoughts, no anxious thoughts whatsoever. And so I've talked to clients about this, even in helping educate them. It is about nutritionists. It's about your doctor. It's about your therapist. It's about this. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen that so many times with my patients where I will put them on a medication and ask them to remember that when they start the medication, they also have to do something to continue to release those good chemicals. So once they feel enough better, they've got to start making some choices to, you know, to snowball that because the medicine only does a little piece of it. And, you know, sometimes I'll get met with, well, I've tried that before and it didn't work. And I'm, I'm like, let's stack it all. Let's do it all of it together all at the same time, because that's going to give us even that much more of the push over that we need. And people kind of, you know, will kind of give up. But then I've had other patients that I've cared for for years that we've had on medications and uh, they finally get enough together to get, get to the gym and it changes everything for them just to go, not because they got buff and felt great, but because they were, you know, mindfully in that exercise and just breathing for 30 minutes a day, just that little piece was what it took to put them over the edge. And we as physicians have kind of given up on that because we're not getting trained in it in medical school. The med schools are kind of pharmaceutically driven. And so we don't mean to give up on it. It's just that when, you know, we bring it up over and over again, or we're not being, you know, it's not really being put in front of us because, you know, there's not a lot of people out there repping for going to the gym, you know, no gym reps come around to the doctor's office and remind us to do it. 
like the drug right. Do, right? And right. so we kind of, a lot of us as physicians, I know my, my colleagues went into this to help people. I do. I know they did. And somewhere along the way, you know, they've gotten discouraged. So they forget all the, you know, diet and lifestyle, or you bring it up so many times and nothing happens. So you just don't think it works or that you don't think people can hear it. So reminding them about these patients that get better with a simple thing, such as changing their diet, you know, or I, I think a big part of that, you know, individuals giving up is we as human beings, we want a quick fix and we think it's all or nothing. That is what I have found with a lot of my clients that say, you don't understand. I've tried that. That doesn't work for me. I, tr I tried to sit there and listen to a guided meditation and my thoughts were thinking about buying milk on the way home or this or that. And it's helping individuals understand, think about how many years, whatever your age is, you know, and also age of awareness or whatever that you have been dealing with what you've been dealing with. And it's not going to be a quick fix. It takes practice to retrain the brain. It takes practice to create those new habits and patterns. Yeah. And the other thing is it's not all or nothing. So when I'm working with individuals, you know, talking, I guess an example of that would be nutrition, right? So it's not, you can no longer have sugar. You need to just stop having sugar and you need to stop drinking soda, right? No, it's about small steps. Even when I talk about spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, and I encourage my clients, I want you to do something small, small in each one of those areas this week. If you can think about it, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be every day. Spiritual could be waking up 15 minutes earlier and sitting on your back porch with your coffee or your tea and listening to a six minute positive whatever on your phone or something mental it could be when you find that negative thought you coming into your brain you challenge it and say the antithesis of it <laughs> physical you don't have to go to the gym three times a week and start pumping weights for an hour three times a week physical is you know what like with what you were saying I'm just going to take a small, small step. You know, right now it's really hot. So this isn't an option for most of us. But when the weather's nice, I am going to go walk around the block and just listen to music a few times. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go into that gym and I'm going to take my favorite music and I'm going to commit to get on that treadmill and just walk for 15 minutes. And that's it. Whatever that might be. And then emotional too. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just setting aside a little bit of time, even if it's 30 minutes on a Saturday where you just put your hand to something, whether it's just planting a few flowers or whatever. But I do, I find that's the struggle. Clients want a quick fix, which you look at, I you know won't go into it and get on a soapbox, but the society we live in and everything's push of a button and fast food and DoorDash and all this stuff. <laughs> like I want it and I want it now yep. um you know internet speed it's not fast enough so we've got to remember that we're talking about human behavior here you know even talking about the sugar 
it's not no more sugar or no more soda. It's let's start to decrease it. Let's start to only have one soda a day right. and enjoy that soda. But the rest of the time, increase your water intake. Right. Or yes, add, add things in instead of, because you, then you don't have room for the soda. You know, if you're adding something that's better in first. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. So yeah. I definitely, this, you know, there's only so many things we've spoken about already that I could use, you know, just in my own life. And one of the things that I hear you saying is that we really need to kind of look at our habits and make small changes kind of ritualistically or repetitively or habitually so that we can build a better base for our mental health. Yes. Mm -hmm. Creating those new patterns. And I always tell people, if it feels uncomfortable and unfamiliar, it does not mean it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Most people are used to the unhealthy. And so when they start to try these new patterns, oh, no, this isn't me. It feels uncomfortable. I, this feels weird. It's like, well, of course it feels weird because you're not used to it. Stick with it. Stick with these changes in your life. And I promise you will see a change. You will see a positive effect on your life. And I, I believe strongly in that. I practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. um, everything from waking up early in the morning to trying to listen to a guided meditation, even if it's six minutes long, about a new day or a positive day, beautiful morning, um, you know, your environment too. That's another thing I will add into that Minim minimalistic, making your environment very relaxing, whether that's at work or your home environment, you know, there's just so much that can really help people if they understand that, if they look at all the different dynamics and how that is holistic. Right. And it doesn't have to be expensive. What I hear you saying is it can be very affordable to just listen to a guided meditation in the morning to get your, your mindset right and to release the chemicals that you want to kind of be on track for that day. Yes. And even saying it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, a lot of people are really struggling right now and it, you can find all kinds of things on YouTube that you can try. If you're uncomfortable, you're not sure you'll like it, try it on YouTube. I know after this training I had the trainer was really talking about Tai Chi and I love yoga. I've done yoga. And many, many years ago, I lived in an apartment when I was in my early twenties and there was this elderly, older couple, my apartment, second floor apartment backed up to this field. And I would watch this older elderly Asian couple go out as the sun was coming up and they would do this Tai Chi routine together. I remember that thought that is so beautiful. So when I did this training, the lady was saying, the trainer was saying, Tai Chi really helps individuals, but don't recommend it until you try it. You need to try it as a clinician. And I thought, well, I've always been interested in it. And I did that. I put on YouTube and I looked up beginner Tai Chi and I loved it. It was meditative slow body response, breathing. So I encourage all those individuals, you don't have to necessarily go sign up at a gym if you're not comfortable with that or sign up and go to a yoga class or a Tai Chi class or this or that. Even finding stuff online right now and just trying it. Yes. 
And that's a great dopamine release because it's something new. And so that's great. That's a great thing to add. Yeah. And even if you're trying these new things and you start giggling at yourself, laughing releases endorphins, which is a feel good chemical, because I know I laughed a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's a lot of strategies that we've just spoken about just briefly here in our, in our podcast that we can all try. And then I know that you are pretty popular. You have a lot of, uh, there's a pretty long wait list to see you. So we are going to list in the end of our, uh, at the, at the bottom of our podcast below, we're going to list several uh, local therapists that we know are great therapists that have good, uh, highly recommended, uh, And they're also very good at helping with uh, life skills and coping strategies and just giving us things that we can do that we can make a positive change in our life and in our mindset so that whatever we're working on with our our health um, goals, our mental health, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual goals, uh, that we can kind of start to layer and get ourselves in a place where our soil is really fertile for great changes. So, and I expect and hope that we can have you have you on again, because there's a lot of things that were on my list that I wanted to ask you about. I didn't get a chance to, because we're coming up in the end. Is there anything that you have to add that we didn't get to talk about today? I just want to encourage everybody. You are not alone. Um, Every human being has struggles and strengths. And to really, if you're really struggling, reach out to talk to a therapist. And again, it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. It is really beneficial. It is very helpful. Um, And I've really enjoyed being here today too. And I would love to be on your podcast again and be a guest. I would love that. Great. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us on Conscious Medicine. We appreciate all of our viewers and we're just very hopeful that this will be helpful to you and you'll be able to use this in your life. And thank you again for joining us today, Stacia. Thank you.